Hello. Um, okay. Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 6-15-2015. Hi, Alex. How are you this evening? Good. good. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. So I'm just going to let you go. You, you okay. go and do your thing. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> things on fire requiring immediate attention first. Um, uh, Washington, D.C. meets tomorrow. Well, the city council meets, not the entire city. Um, <laughs> uh, the city council is meeting tomorrow to, uh, for the final consideration of the district's budget um, and the 75 or 70% wholesale tax on vapor products is still in there. Um, and uh, as we pointed this out in our call to action, but bears repeating, um, this tax is tied to the cigarette tax. There's no distinction between cigarette tax and vapor product tax. So this means that in the future, when the city council decides to jack up the cigarette tax, uh, this automatically will include a hike on vapor products. Um, so yeah, not only is taxing vapor products unacceptable, but directly tying them to a cigarette tax is uh, just super harmful. And we haven't seen anything like this language-wise in any other state or city. Um, usually the vapor tax is something separate, even if they're trying to achieve tax parity, uh, okay. the two, the two taxes will raise at different, different rates. Um, so maybe this could just be an oversight and somebody crafting the language or they just are particularly vindictive towards vapors. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, this is, uh, it is absolutely crucial that people get in contact with chairman Phil Mendelson, um, not a lot of time between now and the start of this meeting, but I'm sure that there's an answering machine somewhere. We also have provided his email address, and of course you can just click on our call to action. It's a bright green highlighted bit of text that says send an email, and um, that will shoot an email to the chairman. Um, yeah, not a lot of, we don't have a lot of members in DC, so I'm not holding my breath. Uh, I, I sincerely hope that people from other organizations have um, managed to have some face time with members of the council and uh, can talk some sense into them. Um, but uh, for what it's worth, Washington, D.C., uh, get moving. Um, and uh, the other, uh, let's see, I do have a bunch of local alert stuff. I'm not going to do the well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do the list because there's a bunch of city council hearings tomorrow. Um, the one that I did manage to get a call to action out for today is Iowa City, Iowa. Um, uh, indoor vaping ban actually would include some outdoor places. Um, this is sort of, they're basically using the state's indoor smoke-free air law um, as the, the referencing that in, in this prohibition. Um, and I know that it, it sounds like a couple of people in Iowa City have said, well, I'm a vapor shop, so I'm automatically exempt. Um, 
this is not the case, actually. Um, the indoor smoke-free air law, as it's written, provides an exemption for tobacco retailers. Uh, mm-hmm. And tobacco retailers are specifically defined in that law. Um, that does not include vapor retail shops. Um, it would be a very similar situation to New Jersey. Um, New Jersey had an exemption for cigar bars, uh, cigar lounges, what have you. Um, but a vapor shop is not a cigar lounge by definition. So the, they weren't exempt when they started popping up. Um, so this is that's kind of, that's the situation you're facing in, in Iowa City. Um, so uh, I believe I sent that out to maybe a dozen or so people today. Um, so hopefully other people listening will have an opportunity to send an email or even show up at the city council hearing tomorrow. I believe that's at seven o'clock. Okay. <sighs> um, <laughs> so that's the stuff that's on fire. Um, and, and then of course I, I do have a whole slew of, of local alerts here. Um, Waco, Texas, uh, I haven't put this together yet, but, um, I believe Waco, Texas is looking at a citywide indoor, um, vaping ban. Um, and they even talk about the CDC in their little preamble here. This is good for them. Um, so Waco, Texas, you've got a city council hearing tomorrow. It's a first reading at 6 p.m. Central Time. Um, I'll try to get something out for this tonight uh, so that you know, first reading is, is rarely ever adoption. So um, at, at, the, at the least, you'll have some more time to, to communicate with your city lawmakers. Um, and then three cities in California, no surprise there. Uh, Taft, California, what are they looking at? Um, this is, uh, I believe, uh, some, I see conditional use permit for vapor lounges. Um, this might not be that big of a deal. Um, we'll look into that. Um, I lost that. So that was Taft, California. Um, Avalon, California. Well, I feel like we've talked about Avalon before. Um, yeah. It sounds like this might be one of those like new communities. That, you know, like anybody ever watch weed? You ever guys watch Weeds? <laughs> this sounds like one of those communities that was built in the like 10 years ago and all the trees are still young and whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about Avalon. So, um, it looks like an indoor use ban as well. Um, and Woodland, California. Um, I shouldn't even read this. It's just, this is probably an indoor use ban. Um, oh, uh, that's in Yolo County. You only live once, county. (laughs) For what that's worth. Um, You only live once and you should live forever, county. Um, (laughs) So uh, there's there's that, three cities in California. Uh, Cherokee County, Georgia, I think this might only apply to um, county... No... Uh, parks and recreation. Parks so this and would recreations. Be, you know, yeah. this is an outdoor thing. 
Um, so anyway, just to rattle those off, uh, we, I might have time to get those out. I might not. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I got that out there. So we had that in the notes for the podcast. Um, so on to old business. Um, last week, uh, before we delve into Kansas and Louisiana, um, Delaware met, uh, the Senate actually voted on HB5, which is the state's indoor, adding electronic cigarettes to the state's indoor uh, smoke-free air law, and uh, they, they passed, it passed the Senate. Um, I believe it came from the House amended, um, so that whole thing passed the Senate. So now it goes on it's to enrollment, which I believe means it's going to the governor's desk. Um, so uh, this is an indoor vaping ban uh, with an exemption for vapor retailers. Um, so I uh, was sort of working this out in my head as to how to say this. Um, <clears throat> one thing that will contribute to us you know, obviously we have an opportunity to uh, contact the governor and ask him to ask he or she to veto this bill, um, which is an opportunity we're not going to pass up. Um, but, you know, if it comes to the point where this is signed into law, this is something that we will end unfavorably. Um, you know, amending an indoor vaping ban to allow for vapor shops to allow vaping in their establishment is that that shouldn't be we shouldn't even be talking about that that should be an automatic vapor shop should allow people to vape in their stores right. um, so what we are really talking about what we are always talking about is prohibiting the use of these products in every other indoor space mm -hmm. um, you know obviously you know, we can go down the, the path of, you know, with the, it's, it's individual business owners should have the right to make choice, make policy in their own establishment, especially for something like this, because this is not, you know, we're not looking at some massive public health emergency here. People aren't dropping dead from the vapors. It's just, this is not emergency status. So, um, I, I do realize that a lot of people will probably look at this and say, well, you know, we got our exemption for our vape shops. Um, that's not a plus. That's, that should be a given from the, from the start. Um, so uh, it's not even really a token victory. Um, and um, like I said, we'll probably put something out to appeal to the governor's senses on this one. <sighs> so that's Delaware HB5. Um, the next bit of uh, bad news comes from Kansas. Um, I, it's, I assume that some people were probably following. Uh, I know a lot of the, the, the kind of vocal advocate type people uh, on Facebook were, were following the budget hearings uh, through last week, um, which was quite dramatic. Um, anybody that has been following the Kansas budget drama knows that uh, they went into uh, extra innings and uh, were staying late. They, in, they invoked the midnight rule in Kansas, which states that you can't do law 
after midnight and you have to go home. Um, so, uh, they did that at least once. Um, so Kansas passed a budget bill that had a tax on e-cigarettes slid in there at the last minute, um, <clears throat> which is 20 cents per milliliter, uh, of consumable e-liquid. Um, and this is, this goes into effect. Uh, but it goes into effect July 1st of 2016, which is a full legislative session away. So even though this was signed into law, Kansas Vapors have an opportunity between now and when this law goes into effect to reach out to your lawmakers and urge them to change this tax. Um, I, I, but I would assume that a, a separate law will have to be introduced and babysat and make its way through the legislature next year. Uh, hopefully a lot more efficiently than this budget bill did. Um, and, and that tax can be uh, removed. Um, so uh, there at Kansas Vapors Advocacy, Kansas Vaping Advocacy uh, on Facebook was very good about um, Kansas Vapors Association on Facebook was very good about um, providing updates and uh, just, I mean, play-by-play -play type coverage of this. Um, so I, I, I hope that uh, I hope they're back uh, throughout the year and, and, of course, next year during the legislative session to keep us all in the loop and uh, keep us focused. Um, so Kansas, that's that. Um, Louisiana, briefly. Uh, as far as I know, HB 119 passed. Um, this is that, you know, nickel per milliliter tax. Um, and uh, this, there was some hope that this would be um, vetoed by the governor. Um, but there was kind of a deal that you know, there were tax increases on certain things, right. but there was something called the SAVE Act, SAVE in all capital letters, that provides for uh, refunds for certain other areas, organizations, institutions, whatever, um, that makes any of these tax hikes kind of tax neutral. So. Governor Jindal still gets to say that he didn't raise taxes. He gets to adhere to the uh, Americans for Tax Reform zero tax pledge. Um, but we still have a brand new tax on vapor products. Um, so, you know, the <laughs> there, there really is no bright side to this. I'll just, but, you know, on, on, on one side, it's it's a nickel per milliliter. So right. yeah, we're not talking about people having to shutter their businesses. Um, but everybody really does need to keep in, in mind that this opens up the door to mm -hmm. a rate increase year after year. Anytime Louisiana is going to be looking for money. Um, and if you've driven through the state of Louisiana, you know, they're probably going to be looking for money. Mm -hmm. Um, now they've got it in the code, and it will be difficult to uh, to oppose that. The, their governor <clears throat> is uh, 
a unique individual. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the doom and gloom. Did I have anything nice to say? <laughs> um, it's five cents per milliliter. That was that was nice. Um, yeah, that's the small consolation prize. <clears throat> um, so, uh, so yeah, now on to current business. <laughs> um, the uh, Utah Smoke Free Association has put together a uh, call to action. And we have also put together a call to action. Um, the Revenue and Taxation Interim Committee will be meeting this week on Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. And they will be discussing uh, taxes on electronic cigarettes. Um, I don't actually know how these interim committees work. I assume that since it's outside of the regular legislative session, they're not actually going to be enacting any policies, um, but they may very well be uh, voting on stuff to advance in the next legislative session. Um, I, I'm not exactly clear on what their role is, but that kind of makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Utah Vapors should absolutely take this opportunity and contact the members of the committee um, we have our uh, call to action set up so that you can uh, send an email and it goes to everybody on the committee. Um, and one in, important point to make uh, for all of these calls to action, really, uh, and I, I kind of forget where, I think it was actually Louisiana. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that lawmakers are very interested in is people's personal success stories. Um, I know that we have may have sort of become a bit jaded with hearing, you know, oh, you're just a bunch of anecdotes and, um, you know, obviously the restrictions on, uh, retailers and manufacturers regarding health claims that you, you cannot market these as a cessation product. Um, but at the end of the day, a bunch of voters letting their lawmakers know that these products help you quit smoking uh, mm-hmm. is actually a very good thing. And I, I think it does have an impact. So um, again, anytime that you participate in our call to action, please include your personal story. It can be as short as three sentences. Um, and, but it is very, we can't write that for you. We provide all of the talking points and some of the science and some of the, you know, the very practical stuff that, that lawmakers need to read. But um, mm-hmm. your story is very, very important. So yeah. um, please edit what we've written. <clears throat> and that's Utah. Yeah. <sighs> it, it feels discouraging, but it really shouldn't... Um, they would not be hitting us this hard if we weren't hurting them. You know what I mean? If, if us switching to vapor products was not hurting the state so much, the states would not be coming after us like this right now. Yeah. I want, I, I, I desperately want to look at this another way. 
um, because that puts us on sort of a, uh, an adversarial footing. Uh, what I would, what I think I, I choose to tell myself so I, I can get to sleep at night is that um, the states just don't understand. Uh, they are looking at the short-term losses in terms of tax revenue and are not able to see the long-term gain of having people live longer and cost the state less in medical care be able to contribute more to society, more grandparents teaching their grandchildren about this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, all of the wonderful things that come from people being able to stick around. And of course, all of the wonderful things that come around from people being able to be happy. Um, so I, I, yeah, <laughs> for what it's I, worth. <laughs> no, no, I, I think you have... Um you have a good view. Um, I just, um, I just look at things a little different. That's all. Yeah. No, it, uh, it takes, it takes both sides of this coin. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I also do tend to agree. <laughs> well, I, I, I really do think, um, there is something to be said. And we've, we've talked a little bit before about, um, Something like this ends the state as we know it, but not in the way people think I mean it. Um, it's going to force the lawmakers to be a little more fiscally responsible and not spend like drunken sailors with money they don't have. And that's, that's how adults behave. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. So I... It's a. I think right now is what I would call a transitional time. Yeah. We'll we'll find our equilibrium. That's all. There's nothing wrong. I mean, yeah, there's something wrong, but there's nothing wrong with that transitional state. You have to get through it, and and that's what we're doing now. Is trying to get through to the other side. So, um, it's not as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of places, little places that you wouldn't expect have had overwhelming crowds show up and the legislators have gone, oh, crap, we can't do this. We're learning, I think, as as a group to to take our role back in, in democracy. So that's that's also a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Agreed. Um, I, I should I should possibly end on um, some rosier news. Um, I don't have an official update from Pennsylvania yet, right. but um, over the weekend, I guess we put this out on Thursday. Um, so uh, House Bill six eighty two um, would add electronic cigarettes to the state's indoor smoking law um <clears throat> and uh before i even put this out actually almost immediately after i put this out right. uh got some uh some feedback from some people saying that uh <clears throat> this bill likely just doesn't have a whole lot of uh chance to survive um so i 
<clears throat> we'll be curious to hear of uh, from updates from uh, I know that Greg Conley was uh, testifying. Bill Godshaw was testifying. I think uh, Chris Hughes went down there as well. Um, so uh, we had some it's the, some heavy hitters show up in Pennsylvania today at the uh, committee hearing, and uh, in all likelihood, uh, that bill's not going to go anywhere. So that's a bit of a bright spot. That's always always a good thing, and it's always reassuring to hear when when there is a win. Yeah, and I haven't gotten any emails from Bill this afternoon with any kind of an update either. Well, like I've said, I you know I think I think Bill is is a, a force of nature. <laughs> so, um, and I think the the legislators who have dealt with Bill um, know that they will continue to be dealing with Bill for probably as long as he lives. So. Um, I think they don't want those relationships to be adversarial if they can help it. I'm just saying that's, that's the impression I get. So, you know, always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, HR 2058, that's still active. Yes. We still have a, uh, ongoing call to action for that. Um, I haven't received any any further updates this week about that. Um, it was kind of exciting at the beginning. We were seeing <clears throat> uh, the addition of co-sponsors on the bill. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, please uh, take advantage of our call to action and mm-hmm. uh, encourage your U.S. Congress people to co-sponsor HR twenty fifty eight. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I'm kind of biting my tongue here. I, I did sort of just chat you that thing about uh, that other thing earlier on. Uh, at some point this year, these podcasts are going to be more than legislative doom and gloom. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, I, we're kind of coming up on the end here. I don't know if you wanted to bring that up or not. but uh, um, Yeah, I think... Um they're going to be more substantive. Um, they're going to probably focus a little less on the legislative side of things. And we're going to probably talk about things that are probably a whole lot more interesting to vapors than this, because I know, I know every time I open an an email and see that, um, something's gone kerfluky or I, I read a new story. I'm like, Oh, isn't it, isn't it over yet? Well, we, we are getting to that point. Um, uh, someone in my chat here says that they saw on Facebook that the tax in Ohio was removed from the bill. So I'm asking them for a link. Um, if, well, it, uh, that was, I believe HB 64, um, <clears throat> which the uh, the tax was removed while it was in the House, um, and the there Senate. was this. There was a. We kind of went into the the changeover um, with this. It was very unlikely that it was going to be put back in, and then that kind of changed to oh no, actually people are supportive of this of this being put back in. Um, yeah. So, uh, if that's 
the case that it did not make it back in. Um, that's good news. Yeah. Well, um, so I, um, I asked for a, a permalink so that I can dig, <laughs> which is what I do really well. Um, and I will look at that later. And, and if this needs to be changed, we'll, um, we'll change that. I think, um, the note I received today from Ohio Senator Bob Parsons, paper tax was taken out of Ohio HB 64. Uh, yeah. Now, um, I will look at that. So, um, yeah, loading this up, actually, it's a huge bill. So, um, loading that yeah. up in uh, Legiscan is quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I know. Um, well, but, I was uh, going to, I was going to load it up in, in sunshine, um, site later. So, yeah. So we'll both be having fun picking through that later. Yeah, it's a few thousand pages long. So yeah, you know. no, <laughs> we, we like reading this stuff. We do. So, um, if there's cause to edit that or change that, we will do that in the show notes because we won't be able to do it in the show because I don't care how quick a reader I am. I'm not going to be able to get through a few thousand pages very quickly. Yeah. So it, it'll be later. Um, but, yeah, uh, HR 2058, please follow the call to action. Ask your legislators to co-sponsor your Congress critters to co-sponsor because it's important that we get more co-sponsors as time goes on. Um, I want to thank you for everything you've done, Alex. I'll give you a hand later when I can. Um, and I want to tell everyone, please join CASA and help us help you stop these bills from affecting your life um, and your wallet possibly. Uh, so, Join us at casa.org. Uh, Please sign up and join us. And um, you can also join us on our CASA pages. We have the We Are CASA group page. We have the CASA Facebook page. We're CASA.org on... No, we're CASA Media. Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube. Hey John, your microphone stopped working again. Oh no. Oh, it's back. Okay. Can you still hear me? Yes. But it's uh, okay. cutting in and out again. <sighs> yeah, well, gaffer tape only sticks so well to uh, a grid. And my computer is gridded for airflow. Yeah. So I'm holding that. <laughs> so hopefully it'll stay. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, thank you again, Alex. Have a great night. Likewise. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. See ya. Good night.